Hey now, say now, you're tuned in to the Wake Up and Win podcast, and I am your host, Devon Pouncey. We are here in the beautiful city of Portland, Oregon, at the Living the Dream Studios, and back again, we got D-Boy and Spencer Shea. What's going on, fellas? Starting to feel regular again, man. We consecutive back-to-back. I'm in here. We in here. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to get my rhythm, man. I think I'm getting my rhythm a little bit. Okay, okay. So I, I like it. Yeah. I like having you. You know, you last week uh, we had some folks give us some feedback, and they said you were the Tyler Hero of the podcast. So we decided, man, let's go ahead and bring <laughs> Tyler Hero back. Yeah. <laughs> Hero, Hero, whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah. You got to run it back. Uh, we wish Miami could have ran it back tonight with uh, these gentlemen. Oh, so you want to get straight to it. Uh, hold on. Let me let me make some announcements first, and then we'll get into the joke that is the Miami Heat. <laughs> At least they were a joke oh, tonight. Man. But um, uh, first and foremost, next week, next week, next Thursday, the date is October 8th, to be exact, at 8 a.m. We got the Street Roots Family Breakfast. It's our biggest fundraiser event of the year. It's always a good time. This year, obviously, being that we're amidst the pandemic, it will be a virtual breakfast. So make sure you go in RSVP. You buy your tickets. Um, I'll be co-anchoring the event myself and Maggie Vespa of KGW News here in Portland, Oregon, the NBC affiliate. So it'll be a lot of fun. It'll be super informative on the organization. And as I mentioned last week, some of the pivoting that we've had to do in 2020, which I mean, I'm sure everybody has had to do some pivoting in 2020. So you all certainly get it from that standpoint. But make sure that you go and check that out. Like I said, RSVP, make sure you follow us. Check it out. Also, um, today the episode was released, actually. We're recording this on Wednesday night, right after game one of the NBA Finals. Today, I joined the Open Invitation podcast. That episode was released. Um, Some of you may remember Tyler and Omar. I had them on this podcast about a month or so ago. We talked a lot of NBA, a lot of basketball. Some of you said it was your favorite episode. And, you know, I, I can understand why to an extent, just because... You know, they, they're they pretty raw. They're very funny, very profane, got an entertaining podcast. And so, you know, they joined me a few weeks back, about a month or so back. And this time around, I was able to return the favor and join them. So obviously, you'll hear about some of my NBA takes here shortly. But if you want to hear me get really in-depth about the NBA and what's going on across the league... Um, Go check out their podcast, subscribe to it. I'm on the latest episode there. Also, make sure you subscribe to this podcast, rate this podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, all the things. Tell a friend to tell a friend about this podcast. Now, let's get straight to it, fellas. The joke is up. The joke is not of his own right the now. The joke is <laughs> here. Up. The joke is here. <laughs> the joke. So tonight, we had a blowout Lost on behalf of the Miami Heat, obviously playing LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and the rest of the crew over there for the Los Angeles Lakers. Game one of the NBA Finals. Um, I'll just go out and say I had coming into this series, I said it'd be over in five. And I'll tell you, my confidence got boosted tonight (laughs) after watching this game. Skyrocket. Skyrocket. Spencer, I want to know. Spence, I want to know. I want to come to you first. What were some of your thoughts on tonight's game? What do you see happening going forward? Look, I'm not surprised. I was telling you that I knew that the Lakers were going to absolutely demolish them. Although... Uh, Miami got out to a good start. Uh, you know, they were putting shots down. They just started missing. I, I don't think the Lakers had a very good start either. It just, 
there's nothing that you can do about Anthony Davis, who, by the way, is going to win the finals MVP. Yeah, I agree. I mean, which sucks because I wanted LeBron, not I wanted to, but like I would like to have seen LeBron, you know, there's still obviously some more games, but he would have that record, you know. Especially since he didn't get the three. MVP as he should have. No, I don't think he well, should have gotten I mean, the MVP. This year? No, he shouldn't have. Uh, you know, I don't think LeBron cares too much about it. No, he cares season. about it. He's using, I think he's, he's his, learned his how to use it as fuel to him to get to this point of ultimately trying to win a yeah, championship. Yeah, I think a championship means tons more to him than an MVP. Yeah, right absolutely. But that finals saying. MVP, but there's nothing you can do about Anthony Davis, especially when Bam goes down. I mean, he said, looks like he's going to come back in. I don't know what happened. Maybe he got elbowed or something and it, like bruised a rib or something. I don't know. All I know is, is that they were just overmatched and the Lakers are going to destroy. I said Lakers in five, but I, if Lakers in four is not a I'll tell you like this, bro. The way that the Heat showed up during this whole postseason and this bubble run and, run and really during, they had a good season ultimately. They yeah. were consistent. And so... With that being said, I think still because they didn't have some of the big-name players outside of Jimmy Butler, where even though i seen them always in the mix, I didn't pay them too much attention when I was hearing the Duncan Robinsons and the Tyler Heroes, who I feel like really just made his claim to fame during this bubble run, uh, specifically Absolutely. in the last uh, series. And so with that being said, um, I came into this series, even today, for example— we all talk about my sports betting. I do it a lot. Yeah. Today, I was so confident in the Lakers winning, but so surprised by the fact of how much that I literally covered every single score <laughs> from 1 to 16. Yeah. I, I said 17 through 20 is too much in the I 21 plus. I, I said tonight. I really? said I'm going to yeah, lay yeah. off of it. 14 through 20. I covered 14 through 20. See what, and and I, that's beautiful because I just didn't see. And I was going to say nobody would have saw this happening after the kind of play that the My, heat did, but that's sure, what betting but, is for. But, you but know? bro, I, I mean, I've been it's been going through. I've been doing it all postseason long. I can't bet against LeBron anymore. I always say never bet yeah. against LeBron. And, and that's to not bet against LeBron. I thought he, betting, betting on LeBron 1 through 16 was enough is my point. 17 through 20 was a bit of a stretch before seeing tonight. Would you agree? Odds I, were hella I, good, think, I think, <laughs> so I, I don't like, know. I mean, that. whether I would agree or not, I don't really know. I mean, no, I'm, I'm not surprised. Going this game, I'm not you, surprised that the, the Lakers blew the heat out tonight. Right. No, so, so I mean, with that being said, maybe I don't agree just from the standpoint of the reality reality is the two superstars on the Los Angeles Lakers have been completely overwhelming this entire they postseason. Dominated. They dominated. And, and, and quite frankly, I think the Heat have a very good team. They're very well coached, and you got to give yeah. them props for what they've been able to do up to this point. But Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo do not put the fear of God in you no. in the way that LeBron James and Anthony Davis can put the fear of God in you or, or any other superstar from Damian Lillard to James Harden to, to even Giannis to an I extent. I agree. I think that's I where agree. there's a pretty big separation and why I'm willing to give Miami maybe a game in this series is because having to play against those two guys, a tandem which is essentially like I mean, I guess you could damn near call them not stylistically, but as far as dominance is concerned, the modern day version of Kobe and Shaq. I knew you were gonna say that. It's bro. the modern day it's version. The, of about, it's the magic? closest what thing you'll Magic's ever see. We wasn't in that era. Uh, we no, didn't see I, that. none we of us watched that. We can't, we can't reference true. that. I've seen only true. classic films on uh, ESPN classics, <laughs> no, buddy. Absolutely. But 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 I further back what you're saying in agreement with that. 
Um, which once again came to my surprise. I thought this would go to the Lakers uh, credit or it'll it'll go a, as a disadvantage to them. And the point I'm talking about is the fact that Miami Heat is a younger team. So with a 48 minute stretch and three balls being the name of the game for the Heat, meaning they shoot better three right. pointers than right. the Heat, I thought the games could get away. And we did see that early, bro. Jay Crowder hit a couple of threes early. Mm-hmm. And in a long game, she I was... started out with a nice game. See? And, and with that being said, I was worried about that for a second. But on the flip side of that, to the Lakers' advantage... Anthony Davis and LeBron James is pure dominance. Yeah, it's bully can. ball. In 48 yeah. minutes yeah, of that per physical. game, it yeah. does a lot to your the mental best. and your physical. Like you said, you do not want to deal with guarding LeBron for 48 minutes. You do not want to deal with Anthony Davis being in the right spot at the right time it's too 90% much. of the time. You Especially feel me? It's being too much. There was a moment early <laughs> on when I was like, oh, I saw like a little... Drogic, Bam Adebayo pick and roll action on like the weak side. I was like, oh, that's that could oh, that be an interesting shit, wrinkle. No, that shit does. And then Drogic that goes down. The, the thing <laughs> is, the, the, the like, problem okay, is well, the real problem, especially for Bam, because I thought coming into this series, the most intriguing matchup is Bam Adebayo and Anthony Davis, and here's why. Yeah, yeah. And I, here's I, I why. And, and I also, and even to a further extent, and I said this on the Open Invitation podcast. If at all Miami had a chance to win this series, it would not be because Jimmy Butler carried them to the title. No. It would have to be Bam Adebayo playing out of this world and at least matching Anthony Davis's dominance in this series and Jimmy Butler just staying consistent and being the same Jimmy Butler that he's always uh, that he's always been and that we've grown to love and respect within this sport. But I think we've seen Jimmy Butler ceiling out of pl- as a player. I don't quite think we've seen Bam Adebayo's ceiling well, as a player. Sure, no. So with that being that they're the underdogs, the Heat, of course, I'm speaking to, it's going to take somebody that can kind of break into another sphere and kind of tap in into a different level of potential that they may or may not have. We don't know that about Bam yet, but in order for them to win this series, he's going to have to tap into something else that I just won't expect Jimmy Butler to tap into because we know who Jimmy Butler is, is. already. No, he take, won't He won't beat LeBron in a matchup ever if we're talking yeah, star yeah. for star. After this one and, game, do you cancel them out as having any chance? That's what I'm asking. Well, Drogic I know, is hot out. Take. Drogic is out, and I think that that's a major. I'm gonna talk they, about. They I'm said talk he may about, be back. I'm gonna talk I mean, about the injuries, maybe. even if he is back. I'm about to talk about that. But do you guys think after this one game, do you see enough to say the series is over? I say this. I said this before, maybe on this podcast, and I'll say it again. I said it on John Canzano's show too. The ball face truth. If I were to say the Lakers in six or seven, then being that a series can extend to six or seven games, it could that go means. Way that Miami would have had the chance. But being that I think it's the Lakers in five or four or five, that's when I thought the series was over before it even started, and I'm still going to stand on that after what I saw tonight. So if I I can say the Lakers in six or the Lakers in seven, that means Miami still has some room for opportunity to go out and win this series. It's not happening. It's not happening. I'm I'm (laughs) going to further agree with you on the fact of what Spence was just tapping into that I was literally about to dive into a little bit deeper is the injuries. It's one thing to have injuries in the in the finals, in the playoffs. We know that everybody is kind of battered and bruised up. Right. But the kind of injuries that I seen suffered by the Heat today 
were lingering ongoing injuries that are not going to be going by Friday for damn sure. Even with the best medical treatment and staff and all of that, Jimmy Butler's ankle is messed up right now. That leg gave out twice in a way that if you've ever played basketball or any sport for that matter and twist your shit like that, it's not going to feel better in a day or two or even a couple of weeks. So that's a lingering injury. That's He's not going to be at full 100% explosive no matter how you cut it by Friday. Furthermore, bam, they said that his shoulder been hurting through another series and he tried to say he felt back 100%. Clearly, we've seen that today. That's once again a lingering injury. Yeah. You could feel good and just like an ankle, all it takes is a mild one to get it right back tender, which that's what it appeared and why he didn't return. Uh, and then you said about Dragon. Right. I think he's the safest bet you got. And like Devon said, Dragon doesn't give you that godly fear. Like it's no, all like no. he can get hot. He doesn't move the needle like he, that. exactly. <laughs> he can get hot and help you know go on a little run. But as far as that having to be the healthiest out of the three heavy hitters that I mentioned, I think you're sitting even better than you might have already been sitting. As I always, Lakers. I always thought that it was gonna take every bit of Miami as an entire every team bit. to do some <laughs> unbelievable miraculous exactly miraculous and I think yeah. the run Myers Leonard had to come <laughs> oh, to I'm serious <laughs> like it had to be one of them kind of miracles bro I, I, I literally <laughs> I literally told my dad I was like because he said you know the only thing I don't want is for Myers Leonard to, to go out and go get, go a, get a, a ring, ring. ring. <laughs> and I go dad watch by halftime in game two Myers Leonard's gonna be out See? there putting up three and, 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 and he's next in line damn near because Olympia or whatever he looked like bullshit. Yeah, it's over. Watch Myron's gonna come it's out over. there. Myron's gonna come out there third quarter next yeah, game. They're gonna have to tap in. Speak it up, yeah. guaranteed. It's over. It's over. It's over. Yeah. And so I, I, we don't even need to draw this conversation out any further. I think we all know the Lakers yeah, are winning right. this series. Um, like I said. I, if you're Miami, never apologize for winning. Never apologize for getting to this point. But for me personally, I was never a believer in you then, and I damn sure ain't a believer in you now. No. But I'll give you your credit for getting this you, far you don't have into to, the you, bubble. You don't I, have I, to yeah. apologize, and, you, and you're still sorry. You know yeah, yeah, you don't apologize for winning, but yeah, you, you, you yeah. don't move my needle either. It was bully ball. It, it was, yeah, it it was just ball. absolute dominance. But I do want to <laughs> stick to basketball. Obviously, not what's happening on the court, because there's only two teams remaining in the NBA and we just gave our rundown on game one and what we kind of predict going forward but I want to talk about uh, OG a retired player Allen Iverson um, I don't know if you two ever had the chance to watch the interview but about a week or so ago within the past week or so Allen Iverson joined all the smoke which I'm very happy is back I'm very happy that All the Smoke is back. For those of you that don't know what All the Smoke is, Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson, it's probably like the best basketball show, even though they interview guys outside of just basketball. But being that they have the be the basketball background that they have um, and knowing they brought a lot of very intriguing and entertaining, you know, basketball uh, players, former players, present players onto the show. I still consider it more of a basketball show than an all-around sports show. But they'll they'll get other people. They've had Ken Griffey on there. They had the Charlo Twins on there oh, yeah. a couple weeks Love back. They like it's a great show. Um, but Allen Iverson was on the show, and obviously, you know, without even having to watch the interview, even though I watched damn near the whole two hours of it from start to finish, without even watching the interview, you two know the influence and the impact that Allen Iverson has had 
as an NBA player and obviously culturally and what he brought to sport, especially from more of a hip hop and rap perspective by way of fashion, by way of swag, by way of hairstyle, by way of just who Allen Iverson was. And so it got me to thinking about sort of the polysemic athlete. And for those of you that don't know what the word polysemic means, it basically means something or an entity that can have multiple meanings like obviously we know Allen Iverson is a basketball player and that defines a part of his identity but also the fashion the style the swag the hip-hop element of Allen Iverson also you know is something that defines him as well which gives him multiple meanings of course and we can go so on and so forth but you get the point um, in regards to what a polysemic athlete is but before I turn this into kind of a conversation across the board amongst all polysemic athletes. There's two athletes in particular that I kind of want to compare and get your opinions on in regards to their influence, their cultural influence, and obviously them being very dominant within their own respective sports as well. Allen Iverson being one of them and primetime Deion Sanders, because I think although they're different people, they're different athletes. I think culturally, we look at them in pretty close to the same vein. Mm-mm. No, I don't think. I, I mean, uh, I mean, no, I, I mean, I close. see the comparison. I, yeah, don't, think I, mean, it, I don't think it's close. as far as influence yeah, is concerned. More so, not AI because of the so exact things. Yeah, I don't think it's close in influence. Yeah, I don't think it's close in influence. And I, I feel like, I mean, we a hundred and some podcast episodes deep. So 100%. I keep saying, I feel like we've reference a part of something I said, but I think we talked about this before with the fact that football players and helmets kind of hinder their overall reach. Like you right. said, when you think of Allen Iverson, it's this ginormous impact and this ginormous impact to culture, whether right. it's basketball culture or just black culture in general, that Allen Iverson had due to the fact it had a lot to do with his face. We can see him, the braids, the, braids. the big diamond earring. Yeah, the, you feel me? The, the big ass chain, big all, ass. setting yeah, the like bar you, for how it's you. Like can, when you think of Deion Sanders, you think of him in a football uniform. And you, when you yeah, think of Allen Iverson, like, you, you maybe, can see him in a basketball uniform. The crossover where he stepped over Tyrone Lewis. Like you don't like, think of Deion Sanders one memorable moment. At least me, and I was a Deion Sanders fan. Don't get it twisted, mm-hmm. but I don't think of like one specific yeah. play that in his career that defined him. Not to say that it was only one definitive well, moment I think with it AI. Was the celebration but that's what I said. That's, but that's yeah, what I just said. That's all you get. That's what I'm saying. That's all the impact I feel like you get as far as the culture. Something that was left as far as a brand. Something that you did that was brand. Everything from the way his cornrows was, the little zigzags, yeah. to, like I said, his style on the court, how he handled So I guess my question would be like, so they call Deion Sanders primetime Deion Sanders because I would agree that Allen Iverson has more influence, but do you think, think the think prime only came from... Because I think Deion Sanders was a hell of an entertainer. As a player, obviously he made yeah, music and he dabbled. It must be the money shit. video. Like yeah. he was, I think you got to give Deion Sanders a little bit more credit here. I agree that Iverson may have had more influence than Deion, but Deion, I don't think prime time was solely based off what Deion did on the field. No, yeah, like his personality. You know, I think yeah. the, I think the personality on, was know? there. Yeah. Uh, it was always for on. Sure, for yeah. sure, I agree with that. Uh, but like I said, it was just on such a uncharted scale for Allen Iverson to where I think maybe we could have 
we might could find somebody else who might be a closer comparison, but I do think that's that's. I think I guess, AI is in a league of his own. Yeah, I, really I, I agree. I agree. He, that, he, has, he has way more staying power in terms of his like overall impact, not just on the game but on culture for sure. Like, yeah, you're gonna definitely. be thinking about his his like influence on fashion and forever. And, yeah, all that's gonna be permeated for a long time beyond the rebel today. of the game. Yeah. Justin, like his peers was in suits and shit, bro. He was Absolutely. wearing, yeah, he was wearing 100%. whatever, and entourage, like, not to say Dion didn't do all that, but I'm just saying the light that was shown on yep. it for such a longer period of time is kind of AI. And and I get it, like I said, I, I, I agree, but I think Deion Sanders had some of that same influence as well, especially being that he did play football, and to, to further stand on your point of wearing helmets, um, and, and being mm-hmm. in a sport where your face isn't shown to the magnitude that somebody like an Allen Iverson's is, mm-hmm. I think because it was harder for Deion Sanders to make that influence because of that particular reason, yeah, I give him some more credibility just for him as a player, not maybe in comparison to Allen Iverson because of the reasons we've already laid out, but it was quite impressive, I think, what Deion Sanders was able to do as a football player because we definitely didn't see that really when it came from the sport of football, when it came to branding and things of that sort, which we've seen not to the magnitude of Allen Iverson, but we've seen certain type of branding within basketball, obviously via Michael Jordan, obviously via Magic Johnson that was like insane that I think Dion brought to the sport of football that lets you know that oh you could do this in football too not not obviously like I said to the magnitude of a magic or a Jordan but I don't think Iverson was the first person to have that mega influence yeah, within get, basketball in I the way that Dion might have been the saying. first person to have that mega influence in football which is why I'm willing to compare the two and really it was more so to have the conversation about both of their influence more so than the debate um, of you know who has more influence than the other but um, I think you know what Prime was able Able to do within football cannot go unnoticed because he might have been the first to do it within football. And even then, that was still before Allen Iverson in basketball. Yeah. So being that he was ahead of his time in that way, I don't know. It's never been alluded to. I've never heard Iverson give Deion Sanders his credit for that. But I, I would be one to think and believe that Deion Sanders might have had some influence on Allen Iverson. In a way that we just, you know, have never really heard or that may not be tangible as tangible for us to be able to talk about here on this podcast. But I would think Dion had some influence on Allen Iverson based on what he did within the sport of football. And Allen Iverson helped and obviously put his own twist to it and made it a huge, a huge essentially like revolution within the sport of basketball. So um, ultimately, it was a great interview. I thought it was super dope. Um, but going into the polysemic athlete more where we all have to say like Jordan is the top. is the top polysemic athlete oh, yeah. ever. Oh, yeah. No question. LeBron might be LeBron might be there. What about Tiger Woods? I mean LeBron might be there. LeBron LeBron, 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 is, LeBron, is, LeBron is LeBron is probably the closest because of his involvement in politics as well. Jordan, we t- we heard it, especially in the last dance uh, uh, episodes about his not wanting to be a part of it and all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I think LeBron has surpassed his him, longevity, yeah. 
the fact that his hype started when he was in high school. We remember yeah. the Hummer videos on ESPN <laughs> and the big jerseys and then the scandal of them saying he accepted money. Like, his hype really... We, we especially we being in the AAU circuit and shit, yeah. really from childhood. So I think when you think of that, like, I've never been a part, even with Kobe, it's like, you know, you remember early on, early stage of his career, but I wasn't hearing too much about Kobe personally at Laura Marion. Furthermore, he didn't even get into his bag all the way in the NBA for the first couple years, right? Before he yeah, really... Yeah, he, 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 he got known more so for the dunk, the dunk con- contest that's, first that's than he I'm did saying, for his right? production and on the floor. he became Kobe, like right. Kobe. You feel me? So yeah. with LeBron, just the, the length that he's been in the limelight since he was in high school, he's had to be a man ultimately this whole time. And like I said, dabble in the politics, his relationships since back then... All of these things that make him like that, uh, and we're, that's before even talking about his on the court ability, and that's why we, you know, that's why yeah. we're categorizing him like this. So I think, yeah, Jordan, because that it's like Jordan He's branding the- is almost as good as McDonald's, bro. You know what I mean? You, you know, see them golden arches, you don't have to see like, a word. You know what, you could damn near smell the burger. When you see that Jordan's yeah. emblem, it don't matter what it's you know, like. I can taste like, those fries you now. You know what I'm saying, bro? It's like, that's how good the branding is bro, of Jordan, but and, shit. And honestly, man, and I've been thinking about this for a while because I think that that's probably, that's one of the reasons why people hate on LeBron so much because he's had to shoulder so much influence and responsibility. Forever. And, 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 Nothing stands out that is like a a, a big demerit. I talked about that on. And I think that's why people hate LeBron because they don't see any. He's superhuman. He's superhuman, and what it is is he he's superhuman. And like you said last week, I'm at work last Friday, and and I'm just chilling. And John Canzano, who we had on here very recently, obviously Oregonian sports columnist, host of the Ball Face Truth Radio Show, all the things, but Canzano. He texted me last Friday morning, and he said something to the magnitude of, why do people not like LeBron? And I just kind of gave him a rundown of all the things LeBron has done since such an early age, kind of alluding to some of the stuff that you talked about. And really, even more than that, the fact that LeBron has bucked so many systems, like, for example, you know, the media entity that LeBron has created with uninterrupted. Right. Now you're just looking around and you're seeing J.J. Reddick with a podcast. Carmelo Anthony got his What's in Your Glass show. Hell, just today, C.J. McCollum just yeah, announced his that. new show. It's gonna be about, pa- I forget uh, the name shit, of yeah, the I've new America or something. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I'll, you know, C.J. McCollum, but but all of that to me comes from and LeBron and what I LeBron was so. able to do. Yeah. And, um, and, 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 and for, like I said, it's all going, we're all in agreement here. But remaking America, even, C.J. McCollum. Even, even as far as as we ain't never heard it we never felt like we personally knew a superstar's friends the way that we we could name Business we could name crazy. LeBron's whole circle damn right, near yeah, you feel me yeah. where it was always just the entourage or the other guys like he's helped catapult them into maximizing their potential and yeah. what they're good at and, and Rich Paul, this is Magic, all, Maverick Carter. And, and then uh, we could talk Zion about the technology Cotton. side of it. That is because when I think of influence, it's not just who's primetime TV, who excites me. It's like 
How many people have LeBron put on from a music standpoint just from them summer workouts where he, uh, right. you know what I'm saying? And he's, and and he's uh -huh. making sure he's tagging the artists yeah. when the album first dropped. Like, this is influence. Yeah, this is millions of people yeah. out the gates now that you've reached because of LeBron James. I haven't seen nobody else put on for this many people that you didn't have to do it for. No, you feel me? No. And so, yeah, I and, think he's the biggest. And, and yeah, not like I said, <laughs> I don't know why people don't like that. <laughs> it's like, why, why don't it you just well, shows the nature of, somebody... It just shows the nature of humanity. It's yeah. the era that sure. we're in. It's it this, shows the like nature a, of humanity, like I told, bro. Like I told Kanzano, we're in this kind of negative Nancy clickbait uh, what have you done for me lately? Yeah. Cancel culture era right. where all these negative things are driving forces in, in people's content. And ultimately, people think that, you know, being connected to some of those things, as long as they're not directly the person that's being stomped on, mm -hmm, but being right. the first person to break that negative story or mm -hmm. being the first person to be able to to talk about this negative trend makes them look good and kind of elevates them. Mm -hmm. And like you said, with LeBron, even, I mean, the, the biggest thing we hold against LeBron is the decision. But even with that, that still, to me, was another way he bucked systems and he broke <laughs> barriers from the extent of, look at how many players are now taking control of their own careers and making decisions for themselves mm -hmm. rather than making decisions for these organizations and for these owners because we've only known that loyalty was everything in basketball, but the entire time it's been business. And, like and we said, all know loyalty and business don't always align yeah. for the greater good of everybody, but because basketball players have come up oh you gotta be loyal you gotta stay with one franchise you gotta do this you gotta do that but meanwhile these front offices can trade you at the drop of a dime and you don't even know it LeBron created a model to where athletes now if they have the leverage to be able to do for it, to do something for themselves, they're gonna do it without batting an eye. When back then you almost got looked down upon for not being loyal within sport. For, furthermore, yeah. um, furthermore, like you said, if you're not somebody who's been directly affected by certain issues in the world today, or furthermore, not open-minded enough to understand those who are being di directly affected, the selfish part of some people just want to see basketball. They don't want to see Black Lives Matters and yeah. the Breonna Taylor thing. And it's so shallow for people like us who understand that it's very necessary for this platform to be used as such. Some people who aren't affected by this really just want to see basketball, bro. They don't want to see the political side inserted. They don't want to see LeBron wearing it on the sleeve. That they didn't want to see Allen Iverson you know I mean? inserting hip-hop in the sport. Exactly. Right. So yeah. it's like how you said how dope of an impact this is because you understanding you've been around the the positive sides of this and people who've taken that for the good all they see is thug this and politics don't belong here it's one of those things where you'll never make everybody happy and since lebron knows that and is comfortable in that like i said he wears it on his sleeves that this is what i'm gonna do and it's necessary and i know it's a group of y'all who disagree and it's fuck y'all and, 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 I mean? and even like, more so than that man, and i think that'll allow us i think we all agree i guess lebron is you know, the ultimate polysemic athlete yeah, I, over I even so. Jordan. People on the Muhammad planet, Ali like Jordan, or is right somebody now, you think shit. of in that conversation. Like I said, Tiger Woods is another person you think of. Um, but, but 
transitioning into maybe the side, the people that are on a specific side that don't agree with LeBron, who may be the shut up and dribble type people who usually yes, yes, happen yes. to follow the president of the United States today, <laughs> yeah, um, Donald Trump, who also had a fucking hell of a showing last a night, crazy he? He showing great, last night, he? where he mentioned, where yeah. he mentioned, hell of Portland. where he mentioned. I saved Big Ten football, although two hundred thousand people have died from the coronavirus yeah. pandemic. But 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 that's going into LeBron looks good when you have moments like that last night where Donald Trump has to lean on sport to try to make a point in the case for himself and a national debate in front of the entire fucking world on CNN. So the reason why I said we're transitioning because I want to know your general thoughts on the debate, fellas, because we um, got to talk about it. God. We have to. Shit, I'm the president of myself. <laughs> <laughs> the next four years, no, 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 vote, 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 I ain't even yeah. going, I'm, yeah, I'm no, gonna cut no. it off your vote. No, I'm not saying don't <laughs> vote because I have to vote too. I, I yeah. definitely have a, a side that I'm going to go with, but. I don't have a large confidence in either one of them. It was a shit show. It was a terrible representation. And so I say all that to say, I'm going to focus on me and what I can control. I can control putting in my vote. I can't control the outcome of who wins. And furthermore, Trump has been in office for the last four years, and I've had to navigate through life with his stupidity and his terrible leadership. So, of course, I'm going to do my part to try to put it in to that and yeah, diminish that for sure but outside of that i'm basically making a point take care of home take care of your foundation take care of self because at the end of the day that is what you could control right now you could control your vote and you could control taking care of yourself right. and that's last night was a shit show it was yeah. terrible it was bad on democrat and republic it was really embarrassing i think i think a lot of people felt embarrassed i was watching it last night at binks shout out to binks and you know they had it on the TV. Tell them to sponsor us. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, all about it. <laughs> <laughs> sponsor the show. He was Binks. watching the debate at the bar. <laughs> but, but, yeah, but understand. But listen, I was drinking my coffee and my water. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm on that tip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and I'm sure. sitting there and I'm I'm watching it and I was trying to look at it from like let me just analyze this like as far as debates go. And what I saw was is like. Um, even though it became apparent very early on that like okay Donald Trump is just a fuck an obnoxious ass initially i was like oh, okay Donald Trump is coming out with some tenacity he's trying to whatever but it was very quickly it was like you're not talking to anybody you're not doing you're not fulfilling the job of what the debate is supposed to do you're supposed to talk about the issues and how it relates to the audience you're supposed to talk to us Donald Trump did none of that Joe Biden was trying his best Donald Trump started stepping all over him. And mm-hmm. honestly, one of the biggest points that I saw, that I, I thought a major moment, it was really, obviously it was really hard to get anything discernible out of that because like you said, overall, I thought it was embarrassing just in the fact that, you know, Joe's taking the bait with Donald Trump being an instigator and it's yeah. like, dude, don't do that. Like just, you know what I'm saying? Son, okay. Come on, bruh. Dude, yeah, like a lot of uh, the Americans out there facing drug, like it was bad. He, 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 I, he, I disagree. I think that that was a good moment because that I, was a moment of him at least trying to keep it a buck with everybody. But, say, but that's what I'm saying is that he fed into it and it didn't look 
it was, I think it was ways he could have cap. Like, Donald Trump is a fucking drug addict, as far as I know. Yeah, but, like, I mean, he you know, but that's not the presidential way. But well, he's had, well, well, he's had, even if you, even if you don't, man, even if you don't want to, even if you don't want to attack him personally, because we don't know the drug thing, but we know he's been uh, women, sex, and all, that's what I'm women saying. At that point, you're know, trying to get this man out of office. Assault, that's what the debate is. I'm not saying to be petty, but be real. And if that is, but if that's the real, it's like. And that's all I'm saying is like I'm not telling you to now fight. That would have been an exciting. But it's like you have to literally push. Not only are you trying to prove your own point, but you're trying to prove why this guy has to go. And yeah. if he's gonna use something as little, and I'm all not right. saying it's little, but it's like you trying to take a shot at my son and his drug issues. You got a lot of issues that I can publicly reference. You feel me? That are factual. The same way Trump was saying, but it's on tape. It's like it's but a lot of stuff that's on tape for Trump too. I, I hear <laughs> you, know you to I mean? an extent, like but you sometimes, receipts, sometimes you also bro. gotta let somebody shoot themselves in a in the foot. And I, I think. Donald Trump obviously had that moment last night yeah. with the stand up and standby statement that oh. he made in regards to the Proud Boys. And, you know, I saw Charlemagne the God, he posted something to the extent of why are we surprised that Donald Trump is enabling white supremacy here in this moment because he's been doing it the last four years. And it just took me to a podcast we actually had on this episode that I would still refer it's a timeless episode it was dr jules boykoff i think it was like episode 78 and this is back when um the portland timbers the soccer team the mls soccer team here was uh they they weren't allowed they banned the iron front symbol um which was more of a you know an antifa type symbol um and basically during that time when all of that was going on, we had a situation. This is August of 2019. We had a situation where at my job, Street Roots, where I worked at, where I still work at, um, the Proud Boys had a rally here in the city of Portland. They came to Street Roots. The Proud Boys came to Street Roots to be sort of like antagonistic. They had their flag and they were coming to kind of taunt us because most organizations were, and most companies were closed that day because coming into it, the Proud Boys were already, you know, talking about violence and were inciting violence and all this kind of stuff. But we at Street Roots stayed open because I had a potluck for our vendors who majority are unhoused and I wanted them to be off of the streets in that particular moment because being in the streets and engaging with these folks that are already basically saying they're going to be violent, provoking you, it could have really turned bad for them. So that was kind of what I was thinking and doing. So Proud Boys show up Antifa comes in massive numbers. They have our back at Street Roots. Um, but ultimately, even at that time, just knowing, you know, some of the things I know Dr. Jules Boykoff alluded to the Proud Boys and them, you know, speaking about smashing the head of immigrants like this is a group that is all about violence and being violent whenever they can be. And you have Donald Trump who instantly goes on the attack of Antifa and then defends the Proud Boys, who, like I said, I've had interactions with, and he's telling them to stand up and stand by. Stand back and stand by. That's giving them permission, basically, to get active. (laughs) I'm going to down-talk Antifa, and I'm going to let you know to stand up and stand by, knowing that you have some of the violent history that you have, and you incite some of the violence that you do. And and it's like like those type of moments you what, shoot yourself what I was disappointed in obviously you know now that I'm voting for Biden but what I was disappointed in was the fact that I felt like Trump gave Biden a lot of chances to own 
the debate. And instead, he looked unprepared or furthermore not aggressive enough to own the debate. And I felt like he could have really won some... He could have been a lot more impactful. I think a part of that was the moderator. I think a part of that was the moderator too, though. Do you agree, though, at all, that he had opportunities to make more... Not really, no, just because I don't think, I honestly and truthfully, I think Trump is what he's always been coming into this situation. No, I'm and not that's talking not about a Trump. politician. I'm talking about Biden. And no, but I'm telling you why I don't agree with you in regards to Biden being able to capitalize because yesterday wasn't about Biden capitalizing in a debate against Donald Trump. That shit was goofy fucking entertainment. And in that sphere, Donald Trump is going to win all the... It wasn't supposed to be, right. but that's what it turned into. So and it's kind of like the Michelle, that, it's kind of like the Michelle Obama. When they go low, we go high. You can't really... Dude, you can't go low with Donald Trump, so it's hard to kind of yeah. capitalize uh, in that think... particular moment when Donald Trump has sunk this entire debate so fucking low. Like trying to capitalize off of that, I think would have been him doing what he did, and in some trying instances to trying to go low is with us him. Saying that Trump it's looked not... like an idiot instead of them both is what I'm saying. Yeah, they didn't think... both have to look like idiots. Why? Bro. But how? But how do they both not look like idiots? Is but what I'm by things at. that we just said, capitalize off some of the. But you, you can't if, and this is where I go no, back to the moderator. You this listener, is where I go back. No, but you can't because this is why I go back to the moderator. If Trump can jump in and interrupt every single fucking thing that Biden is saying, then, then no, look. you can't. Yeah. I heard enough of Biden now and with a reference. Don't get me wrong. No he did. He did. It was cut him off no a lot, what, dog. It was enough that I heard of Biden that he got to spew out where I was like. Damn, he could have went somewhere else with look, that, and he didn't. He didn't have to look like an idiot. Like I said, just getting cut off would make only Trump look like the idiot. He I, that, looked that, like an idiot, too. Okay, I mean, if, <laughs> it, it, even if you could agree, even if you lean toward that and you say, okay, that may be the case, the biggest takeaway from that is that clip that they're going to be playing, and they're playing all over right now, is when Chris Wallace is sitting there and he says... Do you condemn white supremacy? That's it. Can you condemn it shot, right now for us, Mr. President? That's what I, he, he shot he himself just in the foot. He wouldn't do it. Joe's like, then do it, motherfucker. Shot himself like, in like, the foot. It's a layup, bro. It's a layup. Like, it's a layup. It's and a, Donald it's, Trump doesn't take it. It's like, what? Are you are you dumb? You, yeah. are, we know you're not that dumb, bro. Yeah. You can't miss a layup. Boy, like, shit, he that? already called fucking yeah. Biden dumb during yeah. that debate. Yeah, no, no doubt. He called, yeah. he called Biden dumb. I thought that was a humongous. I mean, bro, just fucking lie. Even if you don't, just lie. He refused to denounce white. Man, supremacy. That was, and that was the that was worst a, that was mistake a, that he could have made, I think. And, and that's why, like I said, I, I'm not and, I'm, and I want to be clear. Yeah, I want to be saying. clear. I'm not defending Biden by any means in regards to what Biden did or did not yeah, say. He was a shit show. I, I'm not defending shit Biden shit. from that front, but I mean... He's no Barack Obama, you know what I mean? He's not expecting him to go out there. We got spoiled, but We definitely got spoiled, but I just think Donald Trump took that shit all the way out of control and they need to get a, a damn uh, black woman to be the moderator next time because I do think the moderator played a role that. in yeah, that. Yeah. They were terrible or, or they need to do something where they commute his mic. See, where I when you get your two minutes to speak, they say they have Joey Rogue to be the moderator. I thought the moderator was good. That's what I'm Why? saying. I, because I think that he showed like 
man, Donald, he tried to set the tone early. Like, Trump, I'm not dealing with this shit. Like, right. why should I be any different than y'all? It's a difference when you're talking to the president of the United States and somebody of that superior of a title, and this motherfucker won't shut up, but that, whether it's whoever. It's not going to anyway. A, a black woman would have just went bad on him even harder, but it still would have right. been the same result is what I'm trying to explain to you. So when you're dealing with somebody like Trump, he is. You're gonna get the the uh, the looks that he does, the facial expression. You're gonna get the cutoffs. You're gonna get all of that. And I think the moderator tried to set the tone way early in the shit. Like y'all agreed to two minutes. Your party did. Your party did uninterrupted. Try to keep reminding it. Try to remind him that he's equal, just like them. And Trump didn't care about none but, of that but shit. But this and that's exactly why. I said what I said and I didn't quite agree with you in saying that Biden, Biden could have capitalized because at the end of the day it wasn't a fucking debate. But, but if, if you if it wasn't but, a debate. So so he wasn't in a debate scenario, with the moderator. That's why I can't feel I, you on that because I know, did, but that's I, enough but, of that I heard of Biden that he did. I'm not saying didn't. you didn't hear anything from Biden, but what I'm telling you is the fact is it was the, it was supposed to be a debate between Donald Trump and Joe Biden, and it wasn't a debate. It just wasn't it that. Was, so it, was it wasn't. Shitty. It wasn't a debate. If you call that a debate, I highly, highly, but highly was, disagree with you. I mean, that was, was a, not was a, a fucking debate. debate. It, it was a debate. It was a debate. What? 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 That's what I'm okay, telling you. But that's not a debate. That's not a debate. Framework, but the framework is He could have. He could have executed better in the debate. It, but How? it was a debate. It wasn't a debate to me. I thought that he did. I can say I thought he did the best that he could. I think that that the new the new parameters that they're trying to set. I I, I heard something earlier today where Joe Biden's camp is saying, sure, if you want to institute a little bit of a different bit of a quote quote unquote rule change, wherein like you can cut the person's mic off or like disable their mic for the two minutes and make it a town hall where there's people present and fielding direct questions. The Biden campaign said, yeah, we'll absolutely be down. If you, whatever the commission decides, it's their show. And then Trump's side said, you can't keep moving the goalposts to in the middle of the game. And it's like, and then, and then they said, yeah, yeah, then they it, said if, the, if there again, are changes that, the, that Donald Trump says he will not agree to a, a Another part of the debate. debate that was a big waste of time so that's was that I whole debate about, the, about nature today. in all of this. Like, he, he could have owned that part when he was talking about, oh, I'm going to just get a lot climate of jobs for people. Climate, climate change. change. We're going to build these uh, buildings and all of these things and enhance buildings that are already built to make it eco-friendly and all of this. All of that is well and good, but at that moment, you had a chance to really own the moment and How, you by telling us I, I, more I, that's like, what because, I want to know because even Trump at that time like, what he's more like, did you want to hear how are you going <laughs> to do that and not put things further how, and not mess up the economy because this is going to take a bunch of money and Trump is messing up not only our money but our resources as well so you're it's like me telling you that I'm going to be a famous rapper but having no like I need yeah, the like, body of, like yeah like kick a kick a kick a yeah, verse and you you're just, like well, you just, I got one yeah like, well, it's like you're saying it as if easy as I get but, it but how are you saying it let me finish making my point he made it sound like to me as if it's as easy as Joe Biden I get in the office and then I create these jobs and make these better scenarios to be able to stop the fires from causing the kind of problems that they're causing 
all of that. But you didn't tell us how. Is it that easy where you just become a president and just offer these jobs to have somebody work in the forest 24 hours? You get what I'm saying? I could, You could have owned that moment and you never did. You just told us what you're going to do, but not how. But my question is, okay, that's, so you that's go, a part going, of a back, debate. going back to the rapper logic, if you say, oh, I want to be a famous rapper and like you say, I tell you to kick a verse. But as soon as you say the first thing, the first bar, you I cut you the fuck off. Yeah, but that's no, not, that's, no, on, but bro. that's the point I'm come making. On, I'm bro. telling you a segment. I'm t- <laughs> I feel no, like, no, 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 no. It's but not I'm, a debate. That's not even me giving but you listen, a chance. I'm telling and you as a rapper wouldn't you feel like I'm giving you a chance. You're doing what Trump's doing right now because but I'm telling you a segment. I let you finish your statement and then I followed up. And now you're trying to cut me off after following up. Because you're following up on something that I made very clear. This was an extensive, this was probably the most time Biden got to talk. This was an extensive amount of time where he could have made it make sense. The only interruption that Trump said was, "How are you? that sounds like you're going to put us in more debt. That's what he said. He didn't cut him off, bruh. He just didn't say shit. He didn't say a fucking thing. And that's what I was saying. That's the most time that I felt like Biden got to talk in the whole debate. And he and didn't how much say time was shit. that about? Pro- almost mean, two got, minutes. They got two well, minutes. Yeah, yeah, it was almost two Which, minutes of uninterruption. Well, and you didn't do nothing but tell me you're going to make more jobs in the buildings better for going forward. That that, that doesn't work, bro. That, 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 that's not owning a well, debate. Okay, well, let me ask you this. If they do have a second debate... Do you think that Joe Biden is going to be able to capitalize on those moments and get more comprehensive? Yes, because you think I feel he will. Like he's, yes, you're not counting him out yet, no, Joe I'm Biden. Not in, him in the out. debate sphere, it's the first one. Okay. I think he's going to take the tools of everything right. he's seeing. I think he's going to take it personal that they're both being classified as goofies after this. I think <laughs> that even from his own inner circle, they're going to tell yeah. him some of the things that we're saying is that yeah. either that wasn't really a debate or that wasn't a strong performance on your side. Yeah, you know? I don't think we're going to see I, anything different from Donald Trump. I will say. Right, right. I will say, and being that you said that as well, I will say that's part of the reason why I say it's not a debate because I don't even care. If I know that's what Donald Trump is bringing to the table every debate, I don't fucking care to watch Trump debate against Biden ever again. Who I do care about, I see, do care. I don't Kamala care about, about Kamala and Pence. That's some shit she's I'm willing to, to fucking that see. That's some up, shit bro. I'm willing to see because if that, that, if that what I, cool, if bro. the production that I saw last night was what I gotta watch, I don't care about the debates anymore. I don't, I don't care to see another second of the debate between Trump and Biden. If Trump is allowed to do what he was able to do yesterday, like you said. Kamala and Pence, like Pence somebody who's been in politics for a long time. Kamala somebody who's been in politics a long time. I think they both will know how to debate. I think, yeah, I think we'll be able to get more. Like it'll be a like huge difference. A, but once again, difference. once again, yeah. I think that's even more so. It's kind of like it's kind of like a team doing the same fucking trick play leading up to the Super Bowl, and you let that be the play that loses you the game. You feel me? Like, and you're playing against the team. That's what I felt like with Biden. So he we didn't knew game what, plan for we, Donald Yeah, Trump we knew well what we was going to get from Trump, and we know what we're going to get. So, like you said, oh, you excited that. You excited about Kamala because he's going. she's going to rip Pence apart. That's what we will be making us want to say, oh, I'm looking at the second debate, too, because we enjoyed Biden ripping this shit, and I think he has that chance but and we, he didn't okay execute. but i just want to say as a caveat though joe biden is notorious for saying stupid shit <laughs> and i think that Absolutely. him staying within what? himself and just letting donald trump run himself over 
I thought that that might have been. Let him shoot himself I think in it the would foot. Be, I think it ultimately would be best for for because I because I think you're I think you share the same sentiment that a lot of people are probably thinking. I don't want to see another one of those fucking. Fuck no. But it's like Fuck don't no. shoot, don't let him shoot himself Fuck in the no. foot, and you shoot yourself too. Is what I'm saying. I think Joe Biden's walking just fine after that debate. I personally. agree 100. That's what I think because I you know, agree 100. Because you know what? You keep, it, it, the more I that motherfucker, win. the more that dude talks. The, the higher the likelihood he says some stuff that people go ugh 100%. I mean bro so 100%. I, thought he, I thought him keeping his mouth but as we keep going we see more smile. people that we, we're, we're surprised already smile. at the percentages that that represent and support Trump though that's what I'm saying like right. the, to the people who love Trump nothing about yesterday made him lose and right. so I'm thinking that Biden nothing has more ever, to gain than that, that's it's what I'm saying like, nothing ever's gonna and make that's what I'm saying those aren't the people but that's why I'm saying Biden has more to gain than Trump to lose because he's giving you what he's been many, giving like, you and people love that shit how many voters are there in this country like who, someone who's like well yeah maybe the debates will will put me on one side or the other like motherfuckers know what they're doing going in you'll be surprised I don't yeah I don't think the debate and I don't think yesterday's debate I like the I, might be I, I, I don't think I, mean, I, don't, I don't think Trump gained at all from his debate because you're not gaining if you're pe- if you're preaching and speaking to but the same. He don't same have base. to gain. He in yeah. the driver's seat right now. No, no, he's not because we're in an election now. We're in an election season again. He's the president right now. Right. If that's what you're calling yeah, the, driver's the driver's seat. seat. Of course, I get I'm you saying. there, he's but there I'm speaking in regards to the actual election and not in regards to where both of them stand prior to the election as Trump being but the president. Where you stand prior and, to and how you move prior to is going to be the result of who. And that's why. And that's why going back to what he said, yeah. I would keep letting Donald Trump put that AK more forty seven. It's like is he though? Foot but that's and what blow that motherfucker. I think. Absolutely. With that white supremacist shit that he pulled yesterday, you I think absolutely. He lost some of his supporters. Oh yeah, I think he. I think he's lost some of his supporters during the pandemic I, too. I by the way, yeah, I, think I think during the pandemic he's lost a lot of supporters. I think with what he said yesterday, he lost anybody. And, and, and here's why the thing: not I'm not speaking to why his supporters. Why are we not hearing? Like, why isn't there? Why are we hearing about this? What are you about? What like part? reference me where he's losing? Uh, where he's losing supporters? Are people? <sighs> coming out and saying this again i was watching cnn earlier today it wasn't uh like you know i'm not very much interested in that stuff but i was watching it because okay his approval ratings i saw some uh you know interview on the street interviews of okay you know people say wearing trump uh scarves and Uh flags and they're like Uh yeah you look like a goofus out there so it's like (laughs) they wearing the trump scarf they got the scarf on the neck that's all i'm saying bro is yeah i don't know i don't think he i don't think he shot himself in the foot his market likes that shit his market likes it but there is a such thing called approval ratings and that's where if you want me to tell you the tangible part of where are we seeing it go look up trump's approval ratings they're not doing that great they dropped so that's where and i don't know and i'm not speaking to just yesterday that's why i mentioned the pandemic as well i don't know how much they dropped from yesterday to today, but speaking to the pandemic, and yes, I think they are going to drop a lot more significantly after what he said yesterday, but if you want something tangible as far as like where we see the approval ratings are where you see it at, because you do have election approval ratings, and I don't think Donald Trump is doing so hot in that realm, and he hasn't been doing so hot in that realm leading up to yesterday. I don't have the specifics in front of me in regards to how that changed from yesterday to today, 24 hours later um but that's just something tangible for you to use there um going forward though enough about that debate <laughs> I, I don't have a take it L because that's all i have this is where i want to hear yeah. this kind of 
communication. Yeah, for sure. Not 100%. there. Yeah, exactly. Not there. Sure. Absolutely. Not yeah, yeah. That's not, and that's yeah. why I said that shit wasn't yeah, the debate. That's my, that's my There's take. There's no way you can tell me that was the debate. The debate was an L. Uh, yeah. A big, big L. Big time. But I do want to talk about the NFL, um, the NFL and the coronavirus thing, because I think the Tennessee Titans had eight players test positive yesterday. No, it was yesterday? five. It was three It was three players and, and it was some staff or some staff. shit like this, that. Yeah. This when? Yesterday, in the last 20, within the last 24 yeah. hours. The yeah. Titans? The Titans. The Titans. And they just came out and they said, what, it wasn't it like earlier tonight that they said um, they're going to postpone the Sunday night game they had either to Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, they're postponing the game due to COVID-19. So, so tell me, I'm going to let you, t- yeah. Go for it. So, no, I want to know what your take on it is. I really want to know what y'all's take on I it is. because the season ain't going to finish. Uh, ah. I, think, I think that, I think, I mean, from what I've seen, I saw a statement from Goodell. He's like, well, we expected this to happen. And it's like, one of the dudes that was the players, it's like a practice uh, tight end and a snap kick, long snapper or something dumb shit. So it's like, bro, they don't care. They're going to get this game played Monday or Tuesday. If they don't see, if, if somebody like, you know, Russell Wilson or something like that, now maybe we're talking about that's what season. I'm saying. But it's right the there. NFL, bro. They're going for their cheddar and they don't give a shit Which who you they hurt. And, and that's more oh, so what I, I mean, think so too? I think coming into the season, I definitely said, I don't see a way where the NFL could be able to complete a season coming into the season i said that because fucking if they're traveling if they're not in the bubble like the nba there's no fucking way that you're gonna be able to have guys not test positive for coronavirus now obviously we had a similar scenario go up going with the mlb the mlb moved right along now you also gotta understand when you look at kind of politics and baseball, baseball is America's sport. Baseball has more of a following of people that align with the coronavirus is a hoax. The coronavirus is fake. The coronavirus isn't real. Um, with football, I think it's a bit different because majority of your players and your athletes are black. And we know how disproportionate, you know, the statistics have been in regards to black people in general. Um testing positive for coronavirus and ultimately, you know, catching the virus. And so I think guys like Russell Wilson, guys like hopefully maybe Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, who we just saw play on Monday night. I think we're in an interesting time in the league where the league leaders are now black. Like, obviously, leaders have always been quarterbacks, but if how I mean, how long has this been, if ever, where we've seen like the quarterback stable, especially when you think of like maybe the top five. Let's just use the top five quarterbacks in the league, for example. It's usually majority white, maybe one black quarterback in there. Yeah. Right now, literally the top three quarterbacks in the NFL are all black. And even if they're not even the top, it's like filling spots like the New England Patriots. When the last time they had a black quarterback? quarterback Never. Right. You got yeah, a black right. quarterback Damn, leading a Boston oh, no, team. No, no, no. Didn't they have Jacob? No, no, no. No, they, no. They, you know, who they have for that past forever long. Tom shady Tom ass Brady. Brady. No, no, okay. I just mean like I, I'm just saying that, No, I, we ain't yeah. talking about that. We're talking about the leader of a squad. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. feel me? So I, I definitely agree with you saying what well, what you saying, but furthermore, bruh, basketball players for one are humans. The bubble would not have taken place 
if the shit wasn't serious enough. They're trying to contain that and keep these people. I mean, I'm talking about people have got suspended and not be able to compete, find money for not obeying these rules because it's that serious. So, like you said, when you're traveling city to city, state to state, go back and forth, get to see your family, boom, boom. It's almost like, okay, were they doing too much with NBA or is this NBA or is this NFL setting themselves up for failure ultimately? And I think that's exactly what they're doing, setting themselves up for failure. It would have to be the same sacrificial transparency that happened in NBA. You might not see a family that we might got to play in one spot, but I think if the outbreak, like you said, goes to five to six teams, or if the right person gets it, as we mentioned, yeah, one yeah, of those quarterbacks, over. it's over. But it's gonna. But it's they're over. gonna. But I bet you that we'll see some football games next Thursday. No, you know for sure. I, mean? I don't think it's gonna be a. Oh, we cutting it off in the drop of a right. dime. I think they're planning on right now. If this does happen in two to three weeks, are we prepared for the recovery scheme? How do, like they like Goodell said, they're prepared for the best and the worst. You gotta be right now. Because they had the, this shit been going on since the beginning of the year now. You've had a head start to know that this is always an option. You feel me? So I think that it won't be by next Thursday, but I think if an outbreak continues to spread in this media and everything else goes into it, they're going to have to make a decision and quick. And quite frankly, out of the three main sports that you just mentioned, uh, I'm pretty sure NFL is in the shittiest position out of them So what is it, week four? Three, four, three. Yeah, two. This is week. We're going into week three. four. Oh, four. Okay. Yeah, because the what's Raiders the, are two and one now. Yeah. So what's this the over under four. on? What's the over under on if they get past week seven? You think they don't? I think they, they get, get past past week seven? seven. I think well, they do. What is they play? Sixteen. Sixteen Six, games in a season. And they trying to keep it a regular length season. To my knowledge. Yeah, I think I I say week eight. I'd say halfway through. Halfway through to wrap. Eight. So what's the over under on eight? Who take the over? Who take the over? I'll take. I'll I'm take. Taking a, I'm taking it. Will be eight, eight okay. or under. Okay. So you taking the over? I'll take the over just for fun, right. but just All because right. I think. Just because I think. Uh, what y'all betting? Push-ups or fucking dollars? Twenty dollars. There it is. Twenty dollars. Twenty bucks. I hope he's right because, like I said, I bet on this shit every day. Yeah, every, yeah. So I want to be able Betting on games ain't nothing new to me. I mean, it's terrible to. Yeah, I mean, I can see what we're betting on. What you think? I mean, I. I don't know at this point. I'll be honest with you. I'm not even going to sit here and act like I know. I do know this, though. Financially, the NBA players are always in a different situation, being that their money is guaranteed. Football players' money aren't guaranteed. I'm interested to see, you know, kind of what the unions and the players' unions and that stuff, that type of stuff, how that plays out in regards to what a season will look like for the NFL. But I could see a scenario now that I couldn't quite see back then where the NFL finishes out of season because of business interest only, economic interest only. Um, and, and that's really all I could say there, which is unfortunate, but it's also America for you. Um, lastly, 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 I do want to just kind of hit on this real quick. Um, first off, I'm still sending my prayers up to Megan Thee Stallion. Um, who allegedly was shot in the foot by Tory Lanez. I don't know if y'all agree with those sentiments, but as I transition into this particular topic, that's where I stand on it, just to make it clear right off the bat. Um, 
But what are y'all thoughts on the new Tory Lanez album? Have y'all listened to it at all? Have you even gave it a shot? Have you canceled them? What are your I, thoughts? I, I, I listened to the very first song and that was it. I heard some clips. I mean, I heard like the clips that went around. I ain't listening to shit yeah. from that fool. I mean, musically it didn't sound bad. But I just, well, his just, music never sounds bad. He's no, making just, good music. He, I, That's yeah. why he's Tory Lanez. He's canceled. It's just like, bro, come on, man. Like, yeah, it's like you really... The rollout was whack. You're rubbing salt in the wound on some like, you know, just... You know that that I was, was that listening. Was totally I was listening to a. I was listening to a take from the radio too, and they were saying how they don't like, like you said, the rollout and the fact that he literally went silent and until this project. It's like if you're gonna speak on something, don't use your project to capitalize off of it when it's something as severe as shooting a woman in the foot or both feet or whatever the hell the story is. You know, so mm-hmm. that's what I think was foul about it and what made me not want to give a listen. If he would have spoke on it. Any other time and then dropped a project, I probably would have still listened. Because like you said, we like music and his music is generally good. Yeah. But the fact that I heard, oh, I got a big surprise and it was announced that you talking about this shit on your project. That's, that's out for me. Yeah, yeah, I didn't I like the rollout. The rollout is trash. And you can the tell, it's like, you know trash. what I'm saying? Like when you get like a, it's like, he, he's, he's just acting like a... Like backing like a cat into like a corner, he just started lashing out at a bunch of people, taking shots at J.R. Smith and all these other people. It's like it just that just to me is like the behavior of a guilty man. Yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and it's yeah. like you're trying to defend. It's yourself. out for me. You but just look like an idiot. Y'all listen, so you listen. I only listened to one oh, song. I just heard the, the first clips, song like okay. via Twitter and stuff. Yeah, I only so. heard the very first song where he acknowledged a lot of it and essentially denied it and talked about how he loved Megan still. And I don't know. I just don't like the rollout. He lost me. He lost me with. The, he lost me before the album ever came out. Me too. Again, so me let too. me be clear right, there. Right, right. Um, but the rollout of the album just made it all the worse for me to where I didn't even give the album a listen. The first song, like you said, did sound good if we're just speaking sonically. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but Tory Lanez, uh, but a the chunk, Tory Lanez so I like... mean, and sonically he's been great. I mean, that's why Tory Lanez is what he is as an artist in particular. But. Um, yeah, I'm over him. I, I I don't plan on listening to it or going back and listening to it. Like, it's not like I haven't listened to it because I haven't had time to. I just don't really want to hear it because he lost me at at the rollout. And, and, and let me be clear. I want Tory Lanez to be able to tell his side of the story. I don't want it to be as... I'm glad Tory Lanez is coming out and speaking. It's the fashion that he did it in that lost me right away this is too significant of a situation for you to try to be capitalizing musically off of what happened that night whatever it was that happened I obviously wasn't there i'll stick to allegedly when he shot megan the stallion in the foot so for me it's not that i don't want tory lanes to speak out about it because believe you me i do i definitely want him to speak out about it we need to hear his side of the story we need more clarity about what happened but when you do it through music and you roll it out that way, you lose somebody like me because I think it's starting to become an old game, these rollouts and, and things of that sort, because now you're you're telling me that this shit is all about the music or the music kind of comes first and it's most significant. Tory Lanez, even if you get a representative to speak on your behalf, go ahead and do that. But don't put it in musical form and roll yeah. it out the way that you did. It just It's like, it's really... You know, not even just in this time of, you know, you know, age, like Tory Lanez is my age. So, you know, I, I look at it like, okay, this is a guy that's my age. Not even just of our age, but late 20s, you know, but also just in the time 
that we live, it's like, bro, it's just, it's so important and so much time to just like be able to look at yourself objectively, make the, make proper professional decisions and social decisions. And, and I just, you know, it's like, come on, there's no excuse for that, bro. Like you need to be a man about, so it's like at some point in your life, you got to be a man about your life. Do y'all and, feel like that if you're really guilty though? Huh? If he's really innocent, I mean, do y'all feel the same way? I still think it's. Are fun. you guys speaking? I still think off it's of the fun. fact that you, you're you're assuming I, his guilt, or is no? It, it's not that because you say you counsel. I counsel him. I, I, no, no. I believe Megan, and if he's innocent, I still won't like the rollout. I won't respect the rollout. Okay. So it's like if he's innocent, like I said, I want him to speak to his. Because I'm speaking of the game. more so from like if you're guilty and you come out on a record. Saying you ain't like that's weak as f. You feel me? But at the same token, it's like, bro, if you didn't do that and you didn't need to speak on it because you know you didn't do that, bro, I'm gonna speak on it when I want and how I want to speak on it. So like I said, I'm coming from more of a side that I'm assuming guilt based off of what Megan Thee Stallion saying, and I'm I'm just. I mean, honest. I just I mean, if I if if I could just say, you know, at least from my perspective, like I am under every circumstance. I'm rocking with the women in my life first, whatever they say to me, if they, you know what I'm saying, whatever happened or whatever, I'm on your team. I'm on your side. I was raised by women mostly, you know, they're, they're the, I, my family is very matriarchal. Women in my life are really important, you know? And so I got me, daughters, like, so I, I it's feel just you like, It's like whatever you say, you know what I mean? And, I, and I'm down with you. And if there's shit that needs to get sorted out later on, then we'll come to that bridge when we, when we come to it. So right. and I'm I think by default, she's it's the one like, that got shot. She got so shot. She's already a victim. And, I'm gonna and protect, then she's saying that and, this person shot her. I'm going to have to believe that's right now. That's my decision. You feel me? I'm speaking more so from assuming the guilt. Which why I think it's extra corny as hell. But like I said, I, that's as deep as I'm gonna get into it. Yeah. On that note, let them know where to follow y'all, fellas. Uh, D boy LTD D B O I, not a Y, LTD like living the dream. Also, we got a storefront, baby. Talk about uh, it. You feel me? We got a storefront. We talked about the grand opening and all of that, but we do screen printing, embroidery, all kind of branding for companies. Spliff, our 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 guest right here just ordered. Uh, today, matter of fact, and we got some stuff working, right? Yeah, We've been meeting some, the last few uh, nights. I got something that I'm working on. I'm not mm-hmm. quite there to roll it out, but I right. got something but I'm working we, on. We're working you on it. You can find me on Instagram at Spencer Shea, S-K-J-E-I-E. That's all lowercase, all one word, at S-P-E-N-C-E-R-S-K-J-E-I-E. Uh, yeah, I got some stuff in the works. I've yeah, got to get back working. out into the world uh, artistically and otherwise, and I'm, I'm, you'll see me soon. And y'all know where to find me, Devon Pouncey or Pounce underscore Station. On that note, um, give it your all in whatever it is that you do, and we are going to leave y'all the only way that we know how, and that is to stay woke and, and go, go in. in.